What up, what up, what up, what up? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in once again. You're not tuning into the Activated Podcast. I'm your host, Ibu. And uh, today, I'm really going to get into some conversation. I got a good friend of mine that's in here with me right now. Um, and I'm, I, I will introduce him in a little bit. But today, essentially, what we want to talk about, we want to talk about entrepreneurship. Uh, entrepreneurs out there, a lot of y'all want to start your own business. You want to, you know, be inspired to, to do great things. And, you know, a lot of us always say, you know what? You know, nine to five is not for me. And uh, some of y'all really should stick to nine to five because also having your own business might not be for you. But today we're having our conversation and hopefully at the end of this podcast, you're able to pick up some things. As I always say, if you're able to pick up one thing in everything that I say in the podcast, then, you know, I'm out here. I'm, I'm just doing I'm just doing my part. So today I have a good friend of mine, Shed. Hello, guys. I'm my name is Shed. And uh, Shed has he, he has his own business. Um, he has a renovation and a painting company called Golden Touch. Yep. And before we even get into that, I'm gonna give a little bit of background how how we know each other, right? Just so people kind of understand our dynamics. We met back in when we were in high school. Yep, I believe uh, this was in grade eleven. Grade, and, uh, uh, no, it was 12th grade. Grade 12, grade 12, yep. yep. 12th grade, when we went to, we went to Harold Brathway in Brampton, and uh, we were on a football team together. Right. And I think, how we even, our first conversation we had, because I, I got into a fight with this fat kid, <laughs> I don't even remember his name, Yeah. but yep. I was coming out of the locker room, and dude just hit me from the back, and uh, if you know me, you know that, that that didn't go too well. Yep. So, and I think, and I think, through that scuffle, you had come and that's when you had just moved from Atlanta. Yeah, I just came here from Atlanta. Uh, you know, I, I was actually walking out the hallway, going to the back uh, to practice, I feel. And then I ran into, I kind of knew he was American because the way he walks. And I'm like, this is my people, <laughs> right? And, you know, he's a knuckleheaded guy, right? So he's trying to fight a guy. He's almost twice his size at the time. And I think I bumped into each other and I kind of came in between. I said, hey, what's going on? You can't fight first practice. What's going on? You know, we got to be a team. So from then on, we kind of uh, connected. Uh, you know, I heard his accent. I'm like, hey, where are you from? Maryland. Oh, I'm from Atlanta. So we, things just kind of yeah, uh, and, went and from And there. I think at first, too, that was, that was, that was our mutual ground was that, that we, we came from, you know, we grew up and came from the U.S. So that was kind of like how we... Um, one thing we had in common and then our, our friendship start, you know, it, it, and it built from there. And like I said, we've known each other almost what, 10, 10 years. Now. Almost 10 years. Correct. Yeah. And we so. both, uh, you know, worked together and went separate ways, but, and also with that, and you, you, even when we we're in high school, you, you used to work with your uncle. Right. Right. Rest so. in peace to, to, to uncle, uncle Peter. Yep. And uh, you, you, he had, a, I believe, a renovation company, right? He had a renovation company. Uh, so in between, while I was in school on the weekends, I would have to uh, work with him. Uh, as you know, most people from you know African background, you know how it is. Uh, you know, you got to get a job. You got to support with the rent. So right. my part of paying rent was I had to work for my rent. So I would work for free and not get paid, <laughs> So, <laughs> which was a little bit uh, quite unusual for most people working you know, part-time. <laughs> And then that was kind of my way of uh, contributing to the house. But, uh, you know, it gave me some life skills uh, as I went so, along. So is it safe to say Uncle Peter was, he's running some some some, some games? Or? <laughs> 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 but honestly, recipes to, like, it was amazing to do. Whenever yeah. we see him, he always offers, <laughs> offered us a drink. Right, he always, right, yeah. he was really, he was a, 
I mean, despite what that was, he was definitely right. like you could just sense that he was a good. He was a good he dude. He was a good dude, and, yeah. and 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 to be honest with you, you you learn from that situation, and that's probably yeah. what initially started to plant that entrepreneurship. In right. So I learned the life skills from him. Uh, he was a hardworking guy, and uh, despite him being a little harsh on me when I was a little younger, but um, I gained some life skills from that, and uh, that came into. Uh, play later on in my life, which I'll talk about uh, shortly. Um, so right. during that time, I was I just came to um, to uh, Toronto and uh, I was living with him in Brampton at the time. Right. Came to Arabathway, we met Ibu. Uh, you know, since then uh, we've been pretty tight throughout high school. Um, you know, uh, we had a couple other friends, but uh, our relationship was a little bit uh, one of those that we always had each other's back. Yeah. No matter what we went through in life, uh, you know, to a point where, you know, he went to college, you know, he kind of inspired me in a way. Um, you know, he was the first to go to college amongst my friends. So we all graduated high school. You know how it is when you're 18 years old, 17 year old, you graduate high school. You're right. thinking, what do I do next? Some guys are working in a warehouse. Some guys are working at McDonald's. You know, he was one of the first guys out of my group to actually, uh, you know, he went to, uh, I believe, Humber College or Sheridan College. Right. He did architecture. And, uh, you know, so I fed off that. You know what I mean? A lot of black black kids uh, these days, everybody want to go into basketball. People want to go into rapping and, 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 and doing things that are very you know, very little chance of you making rather than going to school and actually learning something. So, but, but you know, it was funny that we, we also, we did rap. We did, we did, we did, up, <laughs> we did make up songs. Right, right, um, right. You know, because I used to love the, 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 the one thing about rapping that I used to, and it was a very long time ago, obviously I don't do no more, but it was, it was something about sitting there and creating something and then you could later go on and, and enjoy. We did. We did. We, we we did one song. Yeah, we did all of that. We we did all that. Play ball, and we right. did we did music. But at the same time, we had we had a separate life where we had we knew we wanted wanted to gain something out of life, which is just you know get into a career, right? So most people what they do is they stop. They want to put all their eggs in one basket. You were in school while we were doing this. Right. I was, and later on, you know, I think a year or two after you graduated, that was when I went to uh, back to school and I did civil engineering. So we had always had things going on for us, and I guess that was what kept us, to, uh, you know, our relationship to be a little bit stronger because uh, we had aspiration for life, right? So um, definitely, definitely, uh, those were good times. Uh, so moving forward in life, you know, we lived together, uh, rented a place. I don't know if you remember, uh, by York, no, of course, but <laughs> the village. I, I, you know, the, the, I, I was thinking about it today. We What do we call it? Playboy Palace. Playboy. <laughs> oh <laughs> so whenever goodness. people would come over, they were like, yo, what's your Wi-Fi password? I'm like, Playboy Palace. They were like, what? I was like, yeah, that's 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 yeah. what it was. And and we had some of the most uh, oh, amazing man. house yep. parties. Oh, my goodness. From which we cannot talk to about on this podcast. <laughs> but just, just to sort, we have a lot of history together. But a, a little bit, just to go back. Um, so the company that you currently uh, own. So right now you own two companies. So I own two companies. So so the before we get into it, the the golden golden touch. The golden name, touch. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Because you know what, I'm looking at it like I'm trying to figure it out. Like golden touch. I figure you would, you know. So to <laughs> let us know, like how did you come up with that with the name? Golden okay, touch? so I'll. I'll you know, backtrack to, uh, so after I finished high school, uh, he even went up to college. Um, you know, I wasn't seeing him as much. Uh, I, I was, I had, uh, at the time I was, uh, I had got, I left my uncle's house 
and pretty much like being kicked out of the house. When you're at a certain age, you can't you can't follow some rules. So I was living on my own. Uh, then I, I was 19 at the time. So I went through a stage in my life where I was working. I, I don't know if you remember, I was working at a grocery store. Longos. Uh, Longos. <laughs> okay, course, so course, yeah. I was working at Longos and I was doing night shift. So every time I come home, I was always uh, depressed and I just needed something <laughs> more in life. But I didn't want to go to school at the time because yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. really know what I wanted, right? So, and I was laying down in my bed and I was looking at the ceiling and I'm thinking to myself, what can I do right now? And I needed money at the time. So and what can I do right now? To make quick cash. And you guys know I'm Nigerian. A lot of Nigerian people get into Shout scams. Shout out to, 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 to Nigeria. I mean, so. that's another thing. Like the, the stigma about the, obviously, about the fraudulent activity. Right. But I mean, you that wasn't your thing though. Like, no, your, no. Your, your thing was always, you know, you, you was always definitely, like I'm handy. Mm-hmm. But I'm not passionate about making money with your hands. With, with my hands, I, right. I like to think. I'm a thinker. Like yeah. I feel like if I want to get dirty, I hit the gym. Like I won't mm-hmm. sweat. I, but that's just you know. And I would say everybody have to figure out what they really good at and really use that. So right. that is so when you did leave in a in a in, in the basement, that's when you came up with the name. So Google. yeah, so I was laying in my bed, I looked in the ceiling, and I said, I need to do something other than just working at this job right. before I go to school. So and I remember my uncle used to always tell me, You're a good painter. He always told me, You're a great painter. Of all the skills that I learned from him, he always pointed out I was a good painter. And I said, Hmm, okay, I need to start a company. Let me try it out. So what I did was I went to the library. I printed a flyer that says painting. At the time, I didn't, I didn't have a name. So I went to people's doors and I started knocking on the door. I said, hey, you know, I can paint your room for 100 bucks. And they're like, whoa, $100. Yeah. So they... <laughs> bet, they you won't, bet you won't do that again. <laughs> so they... So $100 they, they, for a whole room? <laughs> Boy, hey, right now, it, it'll be a difference. Okay, so in, in, that's, how, that's how the whole thing... In, in inflation, inflation has changed for sure. But anyways, uh, so I, I got into the first job and I made $100. It took me about three hours to paint the room. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, if I can make, you know, you know, uh, hundred bucks in three hours. People don't make that, right? So that it kind of you know that that business side of me came out right away instantly, and then I knew that going back in, I had to make business card. And I'm thinking, what name should I call this company? Right. And the first thing that came to my mind was Golden. And I said, I was going to call it Golden Brush. I said, ah, Golden Brush. It sounds too Golden Touch. Go. And I had so much name. I I love the name Gold, and I, it sounds really rich and uh, it has a lot of. Uh, richness to the actual name itself. So I, I started called Golden Touch Painters. And then as soon as I start, I, the name was established, I was able to um, you know get it registered. At the time, I wasn't fully registered. I just got business cards yeah. and whatnot. So I mean, just like, if, I think, whatever, at the very beginning, right. it's costly to like get and start to register things. So of course, you got to just Get yeah. your foot in the door. So that was how it started. And I started making business cards at Staples and handing them out, going door to doors. And, and that was how it kicked off. And I started getting contracts. And surprisingly, I actually did well that summer. That was the summer before I went to school. So, and then when I went to school, things kind of slowed down a little bit. So going back to school, uh, I was able to learn a little bit more into the field of construction and which I studied as civil engineering. So now... The, so okay, so now we get the name, and cool. now I, I I wanted to ask you, what when you first started your business, right? What is the costliest mistake that you done? And I have a story as as we're talking about it because at some point you and I started to 
we wanted to do it together. Together, yeah. yeah. And then um, I met the 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 the, the, the devil <laughs> in disguise. Uh, so I'm gonna tell y'all the story. I went to this lady this lady uh, house. So right. what it was at the time, you, you couldn't you couldn't move as quick as you wanted to. I think you weren't driving. Something was going on with that. So I was like, right. you know what? I would go and and do the estimation, and then we could back bread that way, and that way I could learn the business. And right. in some way, shape, or form, we we're trying to. Um, Merge those two together as I like I said I, I study in, um, architecture so we wanted to do like some design renovation kind of company kind of thing, right, right. so I went to this lady's house um, this is in Toronto probably one of the higher end neighborhoods neighborhood, we're talking right. around Bayview if you're familiar with Toronto you should know where that is so we went to this lady's house and we went in there we did the estimation I remember I was back and forth with you on the phone because right. like I said I wasn't this is like my first time, first time yep. coming and doing I was all dressed up so she let me in I talked to her I'm pretty good at talking to people right, but right. I think at the time I didn't understand the business fully because I've never actually done it done it yeah so I I gave her estimate that was way lower than what it should have been and to this day I'm telling you whenever I see a wall <laughs> with sand finish on it I know what the business is so right. essentially uh, I, I think I remember this I quoted her about 800 bucks 800 dollars for right? something that should have cost her 2 grand around 2000 so I think right when now. she did realize oh this is cheap she decided to go with us right so then he called me back so I'm excited I'm like yo we gonna do this we gonna get this money um, and then it was the job from hell and I think <laughs> that's probably one of the reason when I realized like it, it's cool to get in business, but it has right. to be number one something that I'm I'm passionate about, but right. something that I also have some sort of knowledge going into it and experience to it and as well. Right? I, I, what happened end up happening is I think for that job I broke even, thankfully, right. like yep. I didn't lose money. But um, me, me and you had to do a ten hour shift. We had to do ten hour shift. Uh, I, I, I even took the day off from my regular <laughs> job. job. Uh, yeah, I took yeah. the day off from my regular job. I've been there. I'm, I was and and the funny thing is the the next day was my birthday. Wow! So I was in there yep, with a clean haircut, <laughs> full of dust. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hey, and we actually have a picture. I think you should post that up on the podcast. I, I probably would. I, I'm, I will I, I will find that picture. Thank you for reminding me. So that's when I realized, you know what? That is That was a costly mistake. So to kind of piggyback off of that, do you remember outside of that story going into, like, what is your first big mistake that almost uh, made you walk away from the business almost. Do you remember any story like that? Yeah, I think uh, that experience that we had together, it's something that is really common in the industry. Yeah. And it, that's what usually make or break people. Uh, I'm sure from your experience since then, you probably haven't touched the paintbrush before. Listen, <laughs> I, if, 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 if it right. was my business, I would have walked that right, right so there, I would have walked away. You have to have a very tough backbone. Uh, and that's what that's one thing I want to tell for those uh, who are trying to get into entrepreneurship, having your own business. You really, really, have to have a really tough backbone because what happened is you you're going to be dealing with all sorts of people and in the world uh, people are always looking for a way to rip you off especially as a black man and a black woman you will be stepping into uh, stages where everybody around you and the business owners they're all white so you're competing against white people and people are always looking for a way to screw you up so uh, that's that's that was one that was actually my third experience like that uh, when we did that job oh, so together. That, that, that was a walk so, in the park for you. For, was, me, yeah, for me, that was nothing, right? No, so, I, And I'll be honest with you. The, the, so the, to kind of give you a little bit more background to the story. So the first day we showed up, right. um, we had painters that we hired. Right, right. And then exactly. they were supposed to 
you know, we calculate that should be a one day job. One day job, right? So everything was supposed to be done. So when right. I got there, and then the the painter that we hired started saying, "No, nah, like we need to sand the walls. Right. You know, it's a whole day. It's it's added costs and things like that." Right. When I left, because I went to introduce him to the lady, and then I left. So while I left, the lady was telling him, "Listen, y'all don't need this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay there y'all to so. do the job." But I also think those guys. Also, I think to some extent they weren't as honest as they claimed to be. Right. Because I think if the lady offered them enough money, they would have definitely undercut me and did the job. But right. they, they, you know, they didn't do that. And that day I worked, I couldn't even get any work done because they would call me every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. This lady changed the paint <laughs> color six times. Right. She so. wanted instead of you know we offered her a double coat, which is I think that's the standard. That's the right? like, standard, right? Like it comes to standard, and if you want more, that's probably more she wanted money. like four coats, right? Yo, so. we did like six, my G. Like <laughs> we was in there, <laughs> I, like I sand it. So yeah. I'll be honest with you, it's it, it's 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 amazing to me that that people want to go into the business of owning their own company and things yeah. like that, but they don't need. Sometimes they can't even start to understand. How much work it is, and and I always tell people, you know, sometimes experience is the best teacher in life, right? And you could definitely learn from somebody. As I'm telling y'all the story today, and you want to do your own business, think about it. You can listen to our story right now and realize you you could actually learn from what we didn't. Right, we had nobody to tell us really. And 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 you saying that you know it doesn't necessarily have to be the same experience in any business. There's going to be some difficulties that you're going to be going through. Um, you know that was just as an example of you know, and that that's that's something really small. We're talking about hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. I actually did a project. This is about four years after that. Um, you know, I got bigger projects, and uh, I'm dealing with you know clients that are in the commercial industry. Right. We're doing a warehouse uh, in Scarborough. Um, so this job has been going on for about a year. And, you know, it's so many changes. When you start dealing with jobs that are twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, when you make, you know, a mistake that is about 10% of the contract, you know, you're not talking, you know, $800 no more, right? So you're talking about, you know, $5,000, $6,000 that you got to eat and you have workers you got to pay. So uh, definitely it's, uh, you have to have a really, really uh, strong work ethic. And, and that was something I had to pick up from the get-go, you know, despite, Whatever project you're going to right. through, you have to be able to stay through the end. So sometimes you might have to lose money, but you've learned from your mistake. And sometimes it costs for you to lose that money. Any business you get into, you're going to come to a point where you're, it's a make or break situation. You got to make decisions whether you're going to walk away. If you walk away, you, you're losing a good chunk and possibly being sued. Right? So I had to learn yeah, from that, that, that little that, job. That right? Now, the... To sorry, not to cut you off, but in terms of now, when you're putting these contracts together, right, is there room for mistakes? Like, is it a, a you know a small portion that is there as a contingency plan? Yeah, so we have a deficiency plan. I actually make that up myself. So uh, it's we also call it waste factors, right? So what happened is uh, we we write up. I write up the contract personally. Like I said, I have a background in. I went to school for civil engineering. And I went to school for construction engineering management. So I have I have those diplomas in my back pocket. So throughout my course uh, in school, I actually learned a lot about contract and how to write up contract, how to deal with these people. Yeah, how to do the tenders so, and things like and, that. And, and this is another thing I would say people who's trying to start a business. You got to do researches. You got to educate yourself because there's a lot of things that you don't learn on the job. If you are not educated enough to, you know, to withstand whatever you go through. So right. that 
that those courses really, 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 really helped me. You know, or else I would have been screwed by these these guys. A lot of this, a lot of the time, you're dealing with big big uh, contractors who have lawyers and you know, millionaires that they can afford to screw you over, and you and they'll feel no ways about it. So what I had to do is I, I write up the contract and make it very clear. I have to make sure I have a contract on every job. Uh, you know, this this is to save us and to save the client. So uh, that's that's the number one thing is having contract and writing up the contract very clear. Make sure there's no miscommunication between you and the client and when money is involved people will do anything they can to pay less and right so the the so the good thing you're saying about the contract we like you know what going into business even if for example today somebody wants me to come and i don't know host a, whatever it is like somebody right. wants to hire me i understand the you know there has to be a contract but i think the contract is only as good as its enforcement so you might have a contract early on, but you don't have the finances right. to pursue these people. Right. So, how do, what do you do in those instances? So, usually what I do, uh, I had to, honestly, a lot of my jobs, every, every day is a, is a new experience for me. Uh, you know, with the business, the good thing about in the industry that I'm in uh, is that I actually know how to do the job myself. So a lot of people get into contract and renovation <laughs> okay, company yeah. and they have no clue on how to do the work. So if you don't know how to do the work, where you so pretty much it's like you get the contract, you hire a contract, subcontractor to work for you. So you're the middleman. Right. So the client pays you, you pay the subcontractor. So when things go wrong, the communication gets broken down and it's like a broken telephone. The contractors want, or the homeowner wants certain things done a certain way. Your subcontractors are doing it the wrong way. So now you're in the middle and you're the guy that is losing money. You have to pay the workers and then you got to get paid from the contract, from the customer. So what happened is uh, with me, I've been lucky enough that I actually know my trade pretty well. I'm, I'm actually in the process of getting my red seal in painting, which is really good. It's the highest qualification in painting. So uh, I really knew my painting well. So a lot of the time when things hit the fan, I will actually do the job myself. So you have to Rather than losing money, I'm saving the money that is not even coming in to begin with, right? right. So And I think that's kind of like to go back to our stories. Right. That's, that's what we had to do. We had right. to go in there and, and work for 10 hours. Right. At no cost. And I mean, we broke even because of that. Because if we have to pay somebody to go fix this lady's wall. And, and you know the funny thing is after we put in about 10 hours that day, the mm -hmm. lady texts me the next day. Three pictures. <laughs> and she was saying, uh, so when you coming back to fix it, I, you know what? The, what, the reply I was going to give her, um, it wasn't a very nice one. Mm-hmm. And, and and I, I might still have that picture, but <laughs> essentially after we, you know, we go above and beyond, we put six paint of coats, everything else, she still texts the next day and go, oh, you guys missed three spots, you should come back. And I was like, lady, you paid us $800. <laughs> like you, this, this is the, uh, and I pray for everybody to never have a client like her ever cross your path because I'm telling you, you'll be sitting there. And think about why do I ever even got into business? But yeah. I want to jump on a different topic real quick. Yeah. So you started the business, mm -hmm. and then at the time you had a job. Like right. You had a full time job that you was doing, and you was kind of managing both the full time job and the business. Right. So at some point, me and you, I remember we had this conversation right before you went through, and you you were kind of you know inquiring with me, saying, you know, I want to do this, but you know, um, you know, my, 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 not to say your, your, 
your family wasn't supportive, but you know, it's like everything else. Everybody's kind of scared of the unknown. Right. So everybody right. was saying, listen, you went to school, you got this degree or whatever. Right. You're already working. You're making, why do you want to go and start painting and and do things and, and, and gamble? And then when we had a conversation, I remember telling you at the time, how old were we? This is like four years ago, right? Yeah, we were like uh, around 22, 23. And I was like, I, I remember telling you, I was like, listen, you try this business. If it doesn't work, you come back and get come your back, regular right. job. Right. And I told you, you know what? Like, you have the momentum going. You should go into that full force. Right. And how how important do you think that conversation was yeah. to pushing you to actually, you know what? I'm doing this. Cause, and and I'm, I'm going to let you get into it a little bit. It's right. almost when I first came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start a podcast, right? And I remember having a conversation with my sister about it. Right? She told me two things. She told me you have nothing to lose, and she told me I see a talent in you. Right. And I mean t- that could just be words, but I think coming from my sister, I was like, you know what? If you believe in it, right? Fuck it. Yeah. We just gonna jump off the plane with no parachute. Like we we have to go through this. So. Tell us a little bit your your thought process leading up to that, making that decision from now going from a secure paycheck right. to now gambling everything and putting it on the line. So with with businesses, always you're always taking risk, right? That's that was uh, that was one thing I had. That was probably one of the toughest moments in my life. Where so pretty much the background of the story was, you know, after I graduated school, I got a great job working for an engineering company, and I was making really good money uh, above average what, what Canadians make. So. I had to make a decision where I was doing my business on the side at the time. Uh, I was able to save up some money from my working full-time on my regular job. And uh, I came down to a situation where I had to make a decision whether to pursue my business full-time or to stay working where I'm, you know, I'm okay. I had no, I had no reason to leave. The company treated me good. I was making really good money. You know, I was in a position of buying the property at the time. So I had to make a decision where I had to start my business. My business was doing well, not the greatest, but it was doing well. And with business, as you guys all know, it's all risk. You know, one day you could be up there, next day you could be down low and there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, I, you know, I had some conversation with some people, my family, and, you know, some people said, oh, why would you do that? You know, you just got this job. It's a great job. You know, you're making so much money. What, like, why would you even think about leaving? And, you know, I got a lot of negative uh, people, you know, trying to tell me not to leave. And, you know, but the only thing that I knew in myself was, the only thing I knew was I had to believe in myself. And, you know, after, after speaking to Ibu, he was probably one of the uh, most influential conversation I had in terms of making that decision at the time. And he said, you know, hey, you know, you know, just go with your heart because if you don't make it, you can always come back. And, you know, and that stuck in my mind. So it was a leap of faith I took. Uh, I took a lot of chances and, uh, you know, I saved up enough money. I was able to start my business full force. And, uh, you know, obviously there's ups and downs, you know, uh, you know, when you're in the downs, people are going to say, oh, you see, I told you, you should have went back. You know, finances is probably one of the biggest thing when it comes to business. You have to have enough money. You got to sometimes when I when I get some contract, I don't even know when the next job is coming. So these things are, 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 are things that you have to take into consideration. If you are looking to get into your business, you have to be really hardworking. Your work ethic has to be, you know, above 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 you know excellent you have to be able to push yourself to the limit and that was that was one of the best decisions i ever made was starting my own business and uh you know it worked out i mean 
despite the up and downs, I never give up. You know, just working hard, you know, put, giving it all you got, you know. Like, when Ibu told me he started this podcast, I was pretty, I was actually excited without even hearing the, hearing the, the podcast <laughs> because I knew he was going to do well because I know the kind of person he is and he's a hard worker and without a doubt, you know, I, I had no question in my mind that is it. So there are people that it's for some people and then there are some people that don't have, if you don't have, you know, having to wake up at 6 a.m., to, to get things planned out for yourself, you won't be able to do it. If you if you just some people are comfortable doing regular job, and it's not for everyone, right? So, um, I'm glad I made that decision, and uh, you know, despite what I went through, I still had that you know that drive in me, and I was able to you know be, we've been doing really well actually. So, and and, and you said very interesting just now, um, and I was actually going to ask you about it, but since you brought it up, we'll jump right to it. Um, entrepreneurship. Right. Is it for everybody? Like, do we all have it in us? And I also have a theory that, you know what, if we all got businesses, then who are we hiring right. to do these things? And this is not to shoot down anybody's dream or ability. And I would say you have to tap into your greatest assets. Right. So if your greatest asset is is maybe speaking, you tap into that. Right. If, if your greatest asset is, like I said, my shout out to my boy. Every time I will move, he will come help me move. And I told right. him, you can start a moving company. company right. You know what I'm saying? So, and it, it, and it comes down to that. Like, and sometimes you see people almost, now when we're talking on this podcast, it's actually some behind the scenes that I thought about for about two years, right? And it's, it's a lot of work that goes behind, you know, even coming to the point where we're able to come up in. And, and speak about it. And, and the reason why I love this because, you know, just like me, we might seem average to, to everybody and average is not to take away. Right. Um, it's not to undermine that that word. But like I said, a lot of times, and I will keep driving this point, is we are locked in thinking that because we are not popular, right, then we're not doing amazing not doing things well. right. um, within our own rim. And like I said, the, the inspiration comes from you know, as friends, we we're able to inspire each other right. early. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like everything, a lot of things that's happening now, it's like, I remember when you wanted your first laptop. Right. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> yeah. Your first laptop, you came to me like, yo, I got some little money in the bank. I want to, you know what I mean? Right. And I was like, right. listen, here's a laptop that I got for school. Yeah. Let's try to figure this out. Uh, what is it? A blue gateway, whatever gateway, it was. Gateway, yep. And, yep. and so much history, so much story we might be able to get into, but it's yeah. like, from the very beginning, I knew that, you know what, we can inspire each other. And now because, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm all the way there, but I'm starting to be conscious of, about a lot of things. I'm like, we have a lot of people in the community that are doing amazing things. Right. And if, if you have the ability to come just share that story and somebody could pick up one thing, Absolutely. then we are definitely um, doing our job. So, and also another thing... Mm -hmm. Um, and we probably just skipped this, but it's okay. Uh, we'll get back to it. How important is it? Because now you're in a position uh, that you, you're doing better financially. Right. And how important is it to give back to your community? Because I think it's not about just starting a business. Right. Being successful. And, of course, your family benefits from that. Right. And, of course, obviously now you're a you're family man. You got wife, kids. And obviously, they are your priority, but bigger than just thinking outside of just what your immediate impact is. How important is it to impact our community? 
Yeah, I think it's very important because uh, there are people that have been in our shoes before in the past, right? Especially the young, the younger generation. Now, uh, you know, just to uh, I've actually started impacting, uh, you know, the you know other people, especially in my in my chain uh, family line. So, like my little cousins, you know, I'm always t- they look up to me actually, and I'm always telling them, you know, hey, you know, you know, this is how you guys have seen how I live my life, and you know, there's no shortage of you know. I could have used excuses, uh, you know, I couldn't do it because of this. So uh, how I try to impact the community is just uh, pretty much just telling people my story, one. And, and two, um, I'm always trying to get involved in social, uh, you know, activities going on, especially in the local area. I actually did a promotion for a, a boxing uh, the Frazier, Frazier family. I don't know these guys. They went to. You know what? Yeah, I, I did. I, I seen a. I, I right. think I seen a, a, a flyer, and I was yeah, like, "What's so, going on?" You, but yeah. So like I, helped, I say we don't. We don't. We don't get to talk as much as we used to, but right. so I, was, I, I happened to see it on Instagram. Yeah, so I actually helped with the promotion. Uh, it's a it's a boxing event for the youth, so I've been helping with promotion and you know just giving some funds to help with you know the production and and the awareness. Just being involved in the community, especially in the Black African uh, American community. I uh, just you know uh, you know I'm I'm actually working on the platform uh, to actually you know have some sort of uh, you know like a um, what am I gonna say? Like the, uh, uh, what's it called? The the uh, to maybe trying to like a workshop, yeah, right? Okay. So like a workshop where you know I can have kids, uh, you know, come together and actually get to get their hands on you know even if it's renovation, framing, and just to give kids the option to see what they might like doing. Because when I was in school, we never had the option to to try things out. A lot of people are actually good at certain trade. They just don't know because they've never done it. So uh, in near future, my goal is to actually have set up workshop, you know, be able to finance uh, some sort of program for the youth, uh, you know, the younger generation to let them know that, you know, hey, if this is what you want to get into, you know, there's opportunities out there, you know, look at my stories and be able to share that with people. And uh, how about like a, a yearly barbecue family day event? Right. Like just to just kind of celebrate and you know to come back. I like to look at it. I mean, obviously we've uh, through Motherland ENT, and for those of y'all that are not familiar with it, this is a promotional company that mean. Um, I actually didn't even start it. I came on. The, I was the last piece to that puzzle. Right. Uh, but you could look that up. Uh, Motherland ENT. We've done a lot of partying and things like that. Right. And I remember we at some one day we were having a conversation amongst each other, and I was like, guys, we should do. Uh, you know, thank you barbecue every year because at the time we were able to do about you know five, six, seven parties, whatever throughout the year, and and I know at first the idea sounded stupid because we're like we're not even making that much money and things like that. But I always say, you know what, if you don't give if you don't give money at your lowest, right, you're not gonna you're give not it when you're ass. making the most. So Absolutely. if you're not the type of person that you know that would do things just because without expecting anything in returns when you have nothing, it really becomes a lot more difficult when you are in a position uh, to impact and you just, you know, you you don't care because nothing affects you directly. Right. So you're not willing to 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 give back. Like you just, you're not connected with the community. And I think right. Um, right now, that's why we create a platform. This is for us to be better. And, and when I mean us, I mean everybody right. all together. It's all about also becoming better citizen to the world. To the world, And, and not yeah. just to where you're from, you know, like if it's Nigeria or Niger, or, you know, shout out to Niger. Um, make sure you, you recognize when you when you hear 
a Niger man speaking mm-hmm. on the mic. But yeah. you know, it's it's not just about those communities that impact us, but you know, it's like if we're a better citizen to to our community, our neighborhood, and hopefully that energy gets out there and we have a safer not even safer but just a better world to live in and not for us because um i don't know if you heard the first podcast i was talking about the rule of 90 right the rule of 90 is if you live to 90 years being 28 28 years old right now i used up 50 percent of my time i mean i'm 50 percent there so and you know, if, and if you've not heard that, please tune into the first episode. Chase your dream. It's up right now. But I kind of explained that, so I think that's when uh, propelled me into going. You know what? Mm-hmm. Outside of just you know benefiting or making money and that type of stuff, I think it's very important that we start to, you know, start to plant those seeds and give back to the to the community, and hopefully we create a better space for not us, but for the people after us. Because right. it's not about. Right consumption while we're here because it's like yeah we consume everything and then we don't leave nothing for the people that are coming yeah right um now you're 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 a married man yep (laughs) (laughs) he thinking oh boy what i signed up i've I've been married for two years now happily married uh there you go speak speak the truth brother (laughs) she listening to it i mean he he looks very very happy. I ain't gonna lie to you, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave you alone on for that. Those, but for those of you that haven't seen me in a while, you can tell. You know, I've put on some weight. Uh, yeah, that's usually the first thing when you get married. People, everybody's is it, like, "Oh, is, you is, gain weight. You know, be eating too much." It's what is she? What is she feeding you at all this? Oh, is, it, is that what it is? Listen, <laughs> hey, it's a marriage thing. Oh, when you get okay. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I think I. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I all you know, marriage is a beautiful thing. And by the way, congratulations Appreciate on, on it. that. Yeah. Um. I was the best man at your wedding. Yeah. And I remember I was in a club. Because, see, right now what, what's happening is you're becoming more righteous. Right. And I'm sort of still on the ratchet side. <laughs> so I was in the club the day before his wedding, before Shed's wedding, and he texted me at 3 a.m. He was like, hey, bro, uh, I know it's last minute, but we need you to give a speech at the wedding the next day. So you got to think about it. I'm in the club. I'm turned up. A little alcohol in the system. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Now, how are you going to drop this on me? And the wedding was 9 o'clock the next day. This is 3 in the morning. <laughs> so I, I got up there, and uh, I might say I gave an incredible speech. I'm still looking for the footage. I think they sent it to me. And, I mean, this is a little extra story for y'all to, to really listen to. But what I wanted to ask you was that how, does, how do you balance the work life, wife life, and this entrepreneurship journey that you're on, like how hard is it? Cause I know with you is like being an entrepreneur really means that if you don't work, you don't get paid. Right. Like some of us that got regular jobs, right? Right. We got sick days. Right. We got, um, you know, we got vacation. Uh, and I think for me in the past six, seven years, I've not missed a paycheck. Through the jobs that I had because I was, you know, a full-time employee or whatever that is. Right. Uh, whether I show up, I get paid. When I'm sick, I get paid. How is that balancing, you know, the family life and entrepreneur? Like, just give us a little bit of that. So, first of all, entrepreneurship is that, um, what that means, a lot of people don't know. The real definition of that is that, first of all, when you start your own business, you're going to be your own accountant. You're going to be your own project manager. You're going to be your own sales guy. You're going to be your own, you know, delivery guy. You're going to be your own worker. You're going to be your own supervisor. You're going to be your own marketing director. You're going to be your own. So 
there's so many aspects to it when you're one guy running a company and it takes a lot out of you and a lot of people don't know that you have to have a really tough skin and uh, that you know being able to translate into my marriage life and I'm happily married and I'm, I'm happily married I'm actually happy about that um, uh, you know it's it's you got to balance life you know everything is all about planning and scheduling because at the end of the day there's 24 hours in a day you decide what you do with that right so uh, I work a lot I work about you know probably more than an average person I work about 10 to 12 hours every day I uh, put in a lot of hours uh, you know because when you own a business especially in the first five years uh, you will have to dedicate a lot of your time. So if you're single out there, this is the best time to start your business, <laughs> right? So, uh, so, we, the, so don't don't start it when you're married, <laughs> is what you're saying. It's or that, or that it's business a, might not make it. It's a little tougher when you're married and you're starting your business, but uh, not everyone can do it. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of that happened because uh, you know I got you know I'm a Christian. I, I gave my life to Christ, and all that tied in it. To uh, at the same time, uh, while I had given my life to Christ, you know I got married to my to my beautiful wife. And, and you know the business was going on at the same time these are one these are these all happened around the same time while I was making decision between starting the business or having to uh, you know to work full time so and the transition has been really good uh, I would say uh, the best thing to do when you when you're in this situation is you have to be very organized and you have to be self-driven if you're someone that you know you have to be told what to do all the time then you probably won't do well. So it's it's all about just working hard then and scheduling and setting a reminder. On my phone, my schedule and my reminder is probably my the most important thing on my cell phone. It's just always being alert, uh, you know, just knowing there's a customer who's waiting for you at 3 p.m. You know, there's a job that is getting completed at 4 p.m. Uh, you know, you got to go home, you know, bring the milk to the wife at 7 p.m. And, you know, it's such a busy life. And I actually love it. You know, you have to be kind of, uh, you know, built for it. It's not for everyone, but, um, you know, I know there are some people out there that, that could handle it. Um, so it's actually the best, you know, if you're single and, you know, there's, there's no need for you to waste your time, you know, you know, trying looking for a motive when you, if you really want to start a business and you're single, you have so much time, you can do so much more. Uh, that This doesn't mean when you're married, you can't do, you can still do it, but just know you got to be willing to work a yeah, little and, harder. And I think too, uh, I mean, yeah, being single, I think it's, it's easier because as you know, you don't have to. Um, ask other people's schedule you just get up and, and you get it done right. um, just to paint the pictures today we're, we're recording this on a Sunday and it's 1145 <laughs> yeah. so just, just you know and, and we're trying to do this couple for the whole week we've had like your, three, ske- your three schedule is hectic yeah. my, my schedule is hectic but you know yeah. what I mean and, and sometimes this this is what it will take so right. Um, right. keeping in mind like I said it, for me you know obviously I only got to worry about myself for now but it's definitely so, so you guys like take? I'm, I'm sure like you'd be like, you know what? Next month, uh, you know, we gotta take the kids to Granny, right. and you know, go on a little getaway uh, yeah. on a getaway together. Yeah, I actually, just came back from Niagara Falls on a marriage retreat uh, with my church. Uh, it was great. Uh, so we do things like these consistently. And, you know, this is, I've been married for two years. I don't have the most experience, but this is also to advice for those, you know, who are married or who are thinking about getting married. You have to create time for your spouse. And uh, it's great, you know, all the work and everything. At the end of the day, you still got to go home to them and you want to make sure you have a, you know, happy marriage and, you know, just creating that time. You always have 
time for you know even if it's an hour in a day right so this like i said it's 24 hours on the clock you work 10 hours you sleep six six or seven hours right so uh this all is what you allocate your time to right so i think it's it's very important that we uh, try to you know create some time for each other that, that that's good now i want to ask you a marriage question all right <laughs> here we go being that you're the married guy off the top of your head what is the when somebody says marriage name the best thing and trying to see if you can find the worst thing. Now, Raquel, this is the time. If you're listening, please <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Turn it. Just give us, this is, this is, you know, man to man talk. Cause you know what? I, I like to, like I said, you know, whenever people are married, right. I, I definitely, I, I like to ask some questions right. just to kind of, you know, get my, I, I don't want to get my head around it, but I've heard that smart men learn from other people's mistakes. So not to say, of course, that, you know, you're making mistakes, but it's like, if you're able to tell me something, maybe there's something that I could, you know, at some way, shape or form, navigate around. So right. one, the best thing, um, one thing that you love about marriage, one thing that you hate. Yeah. So I think the best thing I love about marriage is just having a partner uh, It's like a second hand. Right. So in just knowing that there's always a support, no matter what you do in life. Sometimes if you're going through the ups and you're going through the downs, you always know she's got your back and she's always home waiting for you. And you might, you might have the worst day in the world. And when you come home, you always know she's there for you. And, you know, that's to me, I know everybody's different to me. That's probably like the most important thing. She helps me as a person, as a man. Every man needs a woman to be there by their side to give them that extra push, right? Uh, in terms of the worst thing, um, <laughs> I can't really pinpoint that. Uh, I'll probably say... Oh, he, he's, he's not... <laughs> I'll probably hey, say for don't, me... Don't worry about it. We, I'm going to get the answer offline. I'm going to let y'all know. Off he, records, yeah. If you can see Shed right now, he is sweating buckets. <laughs> Shout out to you, Raquel, like I said. So, I mean, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the positive. And, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a good thing, having a... Um, it's very important to have somebody there that no matter what, they'll, they'll be able to support. And like I said, sometimes um, it's a little bit of that last push that you might need. Right, and right. you know that once you're going out there, you're fighting for somebody and for your family and kids, which is an amazing goal. Now, um, as we're, you know, we're getting towards the end of this podcast. And uh, man, I'm loving this conversation. One thing I want to ask you though. Yeah. What is the end goal? Like, we start, you know, you started a business. Right. You turn into two businesses. Right. Um, you're you're gaining traction. You're being successful. You're having your family. But when when it's all said and done, what is what is the end goal? Uh, so pretty much for me, um, you know, I actually started uh, the painting, and then later on, we switched up to renovation because we had we got so busy, and you know, we had a lot of clientele that that we're looking into. Um, into us doing some more than just painting so we actually offer full renovation so we do home additions uh so if you are investors out there you're looking to get into we actually looking to get into more uh investments so my end goal is to you know be able to build my own properties uh i want to be able to build houses and also from the and you mean when you mean like being a builder like from the ground yeah from the ground up so do you also want to like 
purchase the land or anything so, like that? Yeah. So our first step now is we we actually we we have some proposal we set up. Where we're going to be getting to investing. So what we do, we get a bunch of people together that have money they want to get into. So we buy a, a house like a bungalow, you know, a cheaper house. We we we, we renovate it into a, a newer modern home. So and like flipping, flipping, flipping house. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get, we're gonna get into flipping properties. That's our first step, and then eventually we're gonna get into buying lands and just building from scratch and and you know selling and uh, also my main thing in life is that one day uh, I want to be able to give back uh, especially uh, for those of you that don't know me I come from a background in Nigeria you know I came here when I was about 13 years old uh, you know there's a lot of kids back home that uh, you know that are not privileged to have what we have here my goal one day is to be able to you know build some schools back home right uh, just do some mini- missionary work um, you know being able to give back uh, to the poor country especially from my background where I'm from I know kids down there uh, they wish they they can, they can learn. really use they the can, support right yeah. so my goal is to uh, you know to be successful enough that I'll be able to build some schools uh, some churches and and being able to have something in a different country to help kids back there. So that's my main thing at the end of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. You know, sometimes money is good. I've, I've seen money. And, you know, sometimes I've seen, I've seen enough money. I'm like, wow, what do I do now, right? So it doesn't necessarily bring happiness all the time. It's good to have it. You want to live a good life. But, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, I talk about it too. I, I always right. tell people when I, when I was chasing money. Uh, I can never be happy because as soon as I achieved that goal, right. whatever it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty grand, I was ne- I, it was still something missing. Right. And it's it's amazing that you brought up the whole Nigeria thing because I think I think for me I look at it like you know we 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 came or we we're brought to this country, our parents came or whatever it was, yeah. and we can we've got gained enough knowledge that I think down the line, right. five years, ten years, fifteen years from now, I think it's very important to use our platform, our resources, our position in whatever we are at that point. Maybe, you know, now you got a bigger company. Right. And, and and I think it'll be important to go back and, and put some of that energy back um, into the, the country, which is the reason why we are even here today, right? And when we trace back the line, it's not like... I've been taking trips back home in the last um, couple of years, and I go every year. Right. And it, it's something about being in, in the space... Where now as a grown adult, you know, I look around, I got grand aunties, great grand grandparents. Right. Um, I could go to my great grandfather's house, which his house in, in Niamey really started the downtown wow. of Niamey. So it's a lot of history there. And I think in, in some way, shape or form, it'll be almost unfortunate if now we just, you know, we nothing wrong with Canada. Canada is an amazing country, but I think... Going back home, and I've I've even you know I spoke to you about yeah, this we've about had a lot of discussions about, about owning yeah. land, and right. I kind of started in that rim, and you know I don't have I don't know, but I think for me it just just to be able to say that I have land back home and right. and and that like it is something that never in my lifetime I could envision. I mean, you think about the house parties that we have, <laughs> right? And and I always tell people, listen, you know, like I said, you now you you know your life is different, mine is different, but. It's really, it's all about partying is amazing, right? right? And a lot of time, you know, turn up, shawty, Ibu, you're always turning up. But, you know, the problem is people only see one day of the week of right. what I do. Yeah. And I think partially it's my fault because 
this is the part that I was comfortable showing the world. Right. Right. Being get on the mic and being vulnerable and being and telling you my deficiencies mm-hmm. and 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 some of the things that I learned and hoping that you find inspiration in that right. and become something better. I think that's where we get on this and this is the message we're trying to convey. Right. So I think for me and and hopefully and we'll talk about this later on is you know, like a piece of land back home is at this point right now, as we're speaking, is not that much. Right. And if you get in now, maybe, you know, in the five, 10 years, you got a little bit more extra money. Right. Um, you know, it'll be good to go back and, and kind of, like I said, give back to the world from which we've been taken away from uh, for such a long period of time. Uh, honestly, I want to say, you know, thanks, Chef, for coming through. Yeah, appreciate um, it for having me. Yeah. And 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 it's it's incredible. We haven't talked in a, in a very long time, and, yeah, and yeah. today, almost. And we just got in. We got on the mic. We didn't we didn't <laughs> want to talk beforehand. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, whatever you want to say, we want to say, gonna say it right yeah, to the yeah. to the people listening." And, and it's amazing. And thanks for coming. Like I said, we'll have you to come back. I know, you know, we we haven't even gotten into the second business and well, all that uh, stuff. But <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is our platform, right? And honestly, it's open to everybody. If you have a story to share. Absolutely. I'm here to really to work with you and we get into it and it's just as easy as that. So thank you very much for coming. Now before I let you go, please uh let the people know your social media, you know, everything else uh where they could get in contact with you. Uh, obviously if it's not through me then you could go directly. Yeah, uh, so for those uh, so we offer uh Golden Touch Painters uh Instagram, uh, Golden Touch Renovations Instagram. And uh, we have a website as well for those. If you know anyone looking for renovations or painting services, you can also visit at goldentouchreno.ca. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much straightforward. Uh, anything Golden Touch uh, renovation or Golden Touch painter, you can go- search it on Google and you should be able to get get it all uh, pulled up from there. Uh, Facebook as well. You can f- like our page, Golden Touch Reno and Golden Touch Painters. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope uh, our story came, uh, you know. No, I mean, they, they, they definitely was. There. And, and remember, too, if, they, if you do call him, through this podcast, make sure you tell them to activate a podcast send you so I can get my little 10% check on the side and you can get a little discount too. Do not go in there without mentioning me because he's yeah. going he gonna to hit you. Listen, he's a real professional. Right. He's a real professional. So you got to pay for professionalism. So, um, and uh, this is inspired one of my boys before I wrap it up. Um, I would like to also, if you're listening to this and you love what you hear, please subscribe. Uh, to the YouTube page, it's Activated Podcast. To the SoundCloud, Activated Podcast as well. And please go and like my Facebook page, Activated Podcast. And I and I would try to that way you up to you know to up to speed what's going on anytime the episode is dropping and that sort of stuff. So, um, like I like to say, if you've been listening to the you know you've you've um, see now I'm forgetting what I what I usually say, <laughs> but it's activated. A, essentially. <laughs> If you listen to the conversation <laughs> and uh, you get one thing from it, uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Ebu, your host, and you've officially been activated. Peace. Peace. <laughs>